this is chilling. What more can I say? Top billing. What's up, everybody? This your boy Bill Bellamy. Welcome to Top Billing, the number one podcast for the movement, the culture, and the discussion. Today, we have the next big thing in Hollywood actor, comedian Melvin Gregg. I've been watching this man put in good work, just keep grinding, keep shining. Just happened to see him in the latest movie of House Party, which I feel personally he stole the film. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Top Billing, Melvin Gregg, everybody. VA's finest, let's go. Let's go. In the building. They tried to say, hey, man, you said you was going to come and you made it. I, I made it. You yeah. made it happen. You yeah. a man in your word. Yeah, man, Shout out to VA in the building. They always, I always got to give y'all some love because y'all got a lot of talent coming up out that little area. It's a yeah, little, man. It's a cute little area right there. It's a lot like from Chris Brown to Trey Songz, AI, Missy Elliott, Timberland. Yeah. It's a lot of y'all. How do you yeah, how do you a, get out of VA? How do you get out? You how do, how do you how do you just say you know growing up in Portsmouth, right? It's in yeah, Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah. How do you just say yo one day I'm gonna be an actor out of VA? You know what I'm saying? Uh man, I, I didn't I didn't realize I wanted to be an actor until mm -hmm. I was like maybe 20. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I was in college at the time, and I was like, I can't do it here. I had found like a little agent on Facebook, and I was <laughs> I was doing stuff for like the 700 Club, like uh. Was it like reenactment type stuff? Okay. Um, but I was like, yeah, if I really want to do this, I can't do it here. I gotta go to, I gotta go to L.A. You gotta uh, come to L.A. This is where yeah, the big boys yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So I sold all my stuff <laughs> and I just moved out here. Just, just 2011, just came out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just came out here. Fuck I sold it, all my stuff. Everything. Had like seven thousand dollars. Came out here. I never been here. Never met anybody. You ain't know nobody. Nah, nah. Oh, I, I was, like, your, I like your attitude. I was walking down the street with a uh, suitcase, <laughs> but I was excited. And I was like, yo, I'm going to go to the, the car rental spot. I ain't know that they wouldn't rent me a car because I'm on 25. Right. So I was like, damn. But then I just saw the palm trees. Somebody rolled by playing Tupac. I was like, man, I'm here. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yo, and that's the thing about California, though. Um, it's, it's a vibe, though. You know what I mean? Honestly, I've always dreamed of coming out here. I remember watching it on TV. That was my first impression of California. Because yeah. I grew up in Jersey. I ain't. I ain't, we don't have palm trees on the East Coast, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. And we don't have, you know, sort of like this beach-like backdrop and what have you. So when I came out here, I felt the same, like, yo, man, I think this is the spot for me. But you, everybody's road is different. And what I've noticed about doing your research on, on you is, like, you utilize the Internet in a special way. And I think it was fantastic. Tell us how you just decided to, like, yo, let me get my face out here. Um, So... I moved out here to, to act, so I just went the traditional acting route of, you know, I would go on these different sites and I would apply to, you know, audition for stuff. And I would do commercials, I do like little student films, uh, short films, films that don't pay, stuff that just give you food and the credit type stuff. And it was cool, it was a good experience, but I wasn't getting the opportunity to do real stuff right. because I didn't have a real agent. Right. But I couldn't get the real agent because I hadn't done the real stuff. Right. So it was like a Cash 22 and it was like, I can keep doing this, you know, low budget stuff, but it's not gonna get me to where I want to go. There's a, a million people out here, you know, trying to do the same thing. I gotta find a way to separate myself, gain right. some type of leverage. Okay. And I was looking at, um, I tell people all the time, like, I saw Lil Romeo online, and at the time, <laughs> I, he ain't Lil Romeo no more. Romeo. He grown so, now, but, grown. but at the time he, he, he was yeah, Lil Romeo. Yeah, he, he okay. was. I don't, I don't know if he was. I saw Romeo Miller <laughs> online. What up, Thursday? <laughs> and uh, Romeo had a movie coming out like. Every three weeks. Well, yeah. I don't know if it was coming out. He was shooting movies all the time on his, uh, I would just say, I don't know if it was Instagram or not. I was like, damn, why is he working so much? And um, and I would just look at people that was working a lot. I was like, what do they have 
that I don't have. Okay. You know, outside of just the opportunity and why to do it, do they have the opportunity? And I seen they had an audience. I was like, yeah, people following for music, this, that, and others. The same thing with comedians, like they got an audience. Um, so they 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 hold more value to a production. Absolutely. So I was like, how can I build an audience? And around the same time, I did a commercial, right? No, I didn't do a, it. It wasn't a commercial. I did this movie called Cleveland Family Reunion. It was like a janky version of Roscoe, Walker Home, Roscoe James. Right. Yeah, it was It was like a janky the version of, of $5. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And, um, and <laughs> Two it was cameras. This, it was this girl, man, it was... It was bad. I it know. Crazy. We all had yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, So uh, <laughs> people like that movie, though, so you know I'm grateful for it. But the people that saw it, um, it was a girl in Virginia, and she was like, dang, I wish I could do stuff like that. I was like, just do stuff on the app. Like, use Vine. Like, do some stuff up there. And I didn't even know how to... I didn't know how to work Vine. Like, I didn't know it was a front-facing uh, a front facing camera. So the first time I tried to use it, I had the camera turned backwards like this. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, man, I can't get myself in the frame. Like, man, I ain't, I ain't, messing, with, I ain't fucking with this. Can I? Can yeah, you can. Oh, it. yeah. Well, I ain't messing with this. Right. And um, <laughs> she started using it, and she blew up. And then, like, two months, she probably had, like, three, 400,000 followers. I was like, yo, it's something here. Uh-oh. Yeah, and then she had told me she got, like, $7,000 for, like, a Klondike commercial. Um, some little uh, a post she did, and at the time I had four roommates in a two bedroom with like a window unit AC. We all on food stamps, like trying to figure it out, struggling. Yeah, and I was like seven thousand dollars. Shit, I could get fourteen. Boy, so <laughs> I, I was like, yo, all these little auditions I'm going to, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna commit myself to this other stuff. Right. For I'm gonna give myself two years, see if I can make something happen. Right. And just commit to it, and um. The thing that I loved about Vine at the time was you could only shoot in the app. Like you couldn't shoot it anywhere else and upload it. You can't shoot it on your phone and your camera roll and upload it. You have to shoot through the app. Okay. And you couldn't edit. Like if you messed up, you got to go do it again. So it was very limiting. Um, so you had to be as, on your A. On your A, but also how I saw it was it was an even playing field because I didn't have production resources. But we could only use our phone. So that means it's an even playing field for me and anybody else on the app. And the only thing that's going to determine who's successful is creativity. So I was like, I could be, I could figure this out. I had never done comedy. But I looked at what was working on, on the site, and I reverse engineered it. It was like, okay, this is why this works. Okay, comedy comes in threes. Okay, this is catch people off guard. This is relatable. And I just kind of broke it down in a, a scientific type way, the science of comedy. And from there, I could um, plug and play and figure out, like, what could work drawing from my experiences and um, just what worked online. So from there, I just started storyboarding all the ideas. I had a notebook, probably like 100 different vines. I was like, all right, I got to approach it from a marketing standpoint. Let me just shoot 20 of them at least so I got a bank. So if some start popping. You got, I got them already. Yeah, yeah, I got a fully loaded clip. But I can't come out the gate with heat because people will go to my page and I won't have any audience retention because I don't have any other posts. <laughs> so I was like, let me just post three or four okay videos and then start posting some heat. So then my three or four could get some traction. I could just build off of it. And the first one I posted got traction. I was like, oh, shit, I got some. So, <laughs> so I was like, yeah. And I, I just kind of hit the uh, hit the ground running from there, just creating content every day. And from just creating content that was respected by the people on the site, I ended up meeting more people. And I, you know, after a while, we just kind of formed a, a, a crew. 
Yeah, yeah that's yeah, how I got yeah. wind of you. Actually, through social media, I didn't know who you were at the time, but I just always saw you with these four cats. It was like you said, it was like it was like a comedy team, mm-hmm. and y'all was all in each other's videos, and y'all was funny. And I was like, oh, yo, they, they must be the new comedians or something. You know what I'm saying? And every guy or girl that I have interviewed recently that's of your class, mm-hmm. you guys have social media as your deaf comedy jam. Like, mm-hmm. and, and what I love about that is there's no ceilings on your creativity. Like, you could think of it, put it in your phone, put it up. Yeah, the turnaround time is crazy. Turnaround is crazy. Like, you could think of a joke, you could think of a, a skit, you could cut it together, or you could put it up raw and let it fly, and it could go. That's what I love about your era that I didn't have coming up. And it's like, you guys who are winning from it, I think it is remarkable I mean even from people that are like music people mm-hmm. people that like got beats they put them up and, and somebody might hear your beat and be like man put yeah. i'm like yo that works it's real real gatekeepers on the internet outside of like an algorithm yeah um, but yeah you could anybody got an opportunity to, to be heard or seen yeah man. and like you said the turnaround time is so quick you could test your material the same way as a comedian would go to these different clubs and test the material out correct I'm able to test my jokes out in front of millions of people. Like, if I posted, like, at one point when we was heavy into Vine, if I, if I didn't get 100,000 um, likes within the day, I would delete it. So if it went 100,000, <laughs> we call it a delete. So it's like, that's how that's how big we were, like, shooting. And we, were gaining, we was gaining millions of followers and not even realizing the, the levity of, like, millions of people watching it. We was just competing with one another. And the, the, the numbers were just numbers. You know, a million, 1.1, 1. 1, we get 100,000 a month. In order to get a million every year, a new million, you got to get 100,000 a month at this certain amount of day. It was just, like, broken down that way. Um, and it wasn't until I took a step back and realized, like, the, the impact. I don't really want to say the impact. Well, it was a moment, but just the... Um, the amount of people we were, you know, touching with this type it's of stuff. Lots of people, and it's yeah, worldwide, yeah. man. I, I really admire you for that, and all the guys in your like King Batch, um, uh, Desi Banks. I ran it. B Simone, she mm-hmm. uh, just hilarious. These cats are like really diligent about their social media platforms, and then you know they're starting to do other things. You know, whether they're getting paid or you know selling products or this, that, and the other. Now it's a machine, machine. You feel me? Yeah. When you got those, when you got those eyes. You could either sell to a production mm-hmm. as far as, you know, selling yourself as a talent or you could sell straight to the consumer as far as creating product and, you know, selling it online and, and making your bread that way. So it's definitely a, a tool. How did you how did you start making your transition, though? Because it looks like to me from the outside looking in, I saw you in some videos really funny on the, on the Internet. Next thing I seen you in, a, in, in the TV show like it was just like, oh, shit, bam, boom. Yeah. Was um, it like that or no? Um, it depends. So I was trying to double, I was trying to double dip. Mm-hmm. I, I always knew I wanted to act. I didn't like the social media. I understood what it was, but I didn't want to get caught up in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a, it was a couple of series I did while I was shooting videos, but it was nothing really, uh, it wasn't like pronounced roles. It'd be like, I, I did a show called Unreal where it was like, I was a guest star for a few episodes, but it was just lines here and there. It was nothing really substantial. And I did another show that probably nobody over 12 saw, right. I was called Freaky Zone Hulu. <laughs> but I really couldn't get my foot in as an actor because I was still, my main focus was creating social media content. Okay. And if you ask anybody who create content online, you have to be consistent like on a daily basis. <sighs> you take a week off, you fall out of the algorithm, people be like, you fell off. It's just like, you have to be consistent with it. Man. And um, I was kind of dedicated to that. But then 
I was like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go all in because I went and visited like Facebook Spaces and all these big production companies that they got uh, out on like Venice Beach and. And it was like they would have these big infrastructures, like physical infrastructures, buildings with offices and all of these people. And I was like, this is what I want. I want to build like a production studio for digital content. So I was like, what's the first step? I got a 4,000 square foot space. And I was like, I'm going to build out my offices. I built, I did it myself. I built our offices. I built the sets, um, makeup room, all of this stuff. I'm like, this is how I'm going to do it. I put a plan together. And I was doing really good. I, I targeted Facebook because that was like the fastest growing thing. It was a different audience. Like, I answered uncles on Facebook that ain't on Instagram. I was a whole nother audience. Right. So I hit that. I hit the ground running doing Facebook, and I was making good money, man. Um, and I was gaining fast. I was. I did a hundred million views a week on original content, four weeks straight. Hundred million views a week, four God weeks straight. Damn. And that was equaling good money too. And I was like the fastest growing um, page on Facebook. Um, but I was depressed. I wasn't happy because I get obsessive with stuff. Right. So I'm in there, there's this windowless office for days on end on Adderall, just editing stuff. I'm doing YouTube videos. I'm just editing. I'm shooting. I got three shows running. I'm doing content. I'm doing sketch. I'm breaking out analytics. I'm handling distribution, back end, all of this stuff. And I'm like, this isn't why I'm here. And first time ever, like I, I lived in the projects my whole life until I moved here. I got a six figure check come in the mail and it was coming monthly. But I didn't care. Like it didn't affect it me did, when it, yeah, it, it hit, did. and I was still sad. Right. And I was like, "All right, this ain't it." So I just made a conscious decision to stop. Like I was at a peak. It's not like I was falling off. I was at a peak, and I just stopped. I stopped creating content. And I was like, "I'm focusing full force on just acting." On your dream. Yeah, and is 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 so uh, ironic. The next month, like, and it never really happened as fast as people mind you. I had already been out here like eight years, seven, eight years, but. After like committing and being intentional with my uh, my focus, that next month I booked um, High Flying Bird, which was a Steven Soderbergh film, Steven Soderbergh Oscar winning, you know, director, mm-hmm. and um, I booked American Vandal. Both of them were Netflix projects, so it was a series and a movie. I booked them on the same day, and uh, same day my nephew was born too. It was January eighteenth, and I was like, all right, this is just kind of reassuring and real. Oh yeah, it's an affirmation, that, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, that this is this is, I mean, what I need to focus on. So from from that time forward, there's no looking back. I, I probably made like three or four sketches between that time and now, which is like I'm just focused on this. I'm not doing the social media stuff no more. No, no shade to it. No, but it's no, just like, but you, well, you I got the intention because the thing about it, and you know, I can relate to this. Is you know, I came into the game completely different than you, right? And social media came in later, mm-hmm. so uh, I learned that it, it requires a lot of time, bro. Like, yeah. damn, and I, I I don't even take it to the far, to the, the level you take it to is beyond me. Like, I wouldn't even be able to do nothing else with my life. Like, cause it's like you said, you're doing behind the scenes, you cutting, you're doing it. It's it's a job, job. Like people mm-hmm. don't realize, like the people that do really so well, work. they commit to it, right? But if you want to be an actor, you cannot disperse all that energy everywhere like like you said you're not happy you 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 came to a point all right you're making this money but you ain't really it ain't feeding your soul like you yeah. wanted it to you know yeah, what i'm saying right. but when you acting and, and and you're doing what you want to do you it, it gives you like a euphoric feeling kind of sort of you know what i'm saying like you just it's like a natural high you know what i mean and you know you in the right place it feels easy yeah you ain't you ain't stressing you know you, what i'm saying you do it for free if you do it for free it ain't you know it's, it's cliche to say it ain't work if you do it for free if you love it uh it ain't work but if you do it for free it ain't work either <laughs> um 
So, but if I get paid and I do it like I want to do it for free, I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. Because yeah, yeah, we're not yeah. stupid out here. We're trying to earn some goddamn money. <laughs> now, one of the things that I, I'm going to say about you that I find to be very interesting, right? Mm -hmm. You are very comedic to me, but you have a really like sort of I don't want to say necessarily a darker side, but a more uh, a more cooler sort of laid back side of you that's different than the comedic side of you, right? Yeah. So I got a chance to uh, I got a chance to see different roles like. I like I love your role for those who love, love Snowfall. They coming back season season six. Six season six. You want me to tell you something real quick <laughs> that like fucked me up today? What's that? I've been dead since season four. Right, right. that's twenty twenty. <laughs> I've been dead since season four. Since season, when you die, they you you not on the email change. You're done. Right, you're right. dead. Right. I wake up this morning. <laughs> I got a copy of season six, episode ten, season finale, in my email box. The script. You dead, bro. You ain't. You they not talking about you no more, bro. But it's just like tell, <laughs> I, it ain't even that. It's just like and it's watermark with my name on it. It's like I'm a fan of the show. Before I was on it, it was right. my favorite show. Absolutely. It's like yo, y'all giving me the season finale right here, and just <laughs> I gotta use my like just willpower to not read it. You gotta read it, and though. I gotta wait. Don't tell us nothing, though. I gotta wait for if I'm, I'm not gonna read it, man. Don't, oh, you gonna let I it I need sit. to try to delete it. Ah, don't delete it, man. It's golden. Well, let me just say this, because I'm a huge I can't fan spoil of Snowfall. It for myself. Listen to me. Listen to me. I am a huge fan of Snowfall. I love what John Singleton did with this story uh, about this character, Franklin, and his world, and how he just evolved. Based off a real person, Rick Ross, who I actually got a chance, the real Rick Ross, yeah. who I got a chance to meet several times, and his story is phenomenal. It's, it's, it's more expansive than the show. But get back to the show is, you had a role in this, in this show, Man Boy, right? Man Boy was a, the equivalent to Franklin on the other side. For sure. Y'all yeah. like literally like Alpha versus Alpha, two different worlds. I'm not backing down. I'm not backing down. You do things your way. He try to smooth shit out and negotiate, but you ain't really a negotiator. You know, you getting shit done, right? And whatever happens, happens. That's Man Boy, right? I love that character for you. Thank you. Because Thank you. Man Boy was loyal. He was crazy mm -hmm. than a motherfucker. He loved his family. He was fair. He was fair. Right. <laughs> you know? You know what? I, he was fair. He was fair. Yeah, yeah. You know? He had a code that he, he stuck by. Yeah. But, you know, everybody don't play by the code. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so biased. Because you got to justify your character's actions as an actor. Yeah. And to me, Man Boy was the good guy. The character's following the bad guy. Uh, yes and no. <laughs> no, Man Boy is not. He's a good guy to him. He's a good guy to him. What, he he what, feels like he's doing a good thing for the hood. What what bad did Man Boy do? Everything. Like what? Respond and do all kinds of shit you know was going to cause confusion. What? You and Franklin. That's why you dead. All right. So <laughs> I'm dead because Franklin is a sociopath. See? Nah, it's like if you if you think about it, right? Okay. Open let's the hear scene, this. open it. I ain't going to spend too much time on this. But open the scene, Man Boy. He knew that his people went and robbed um, Franklin. Him. He mm -hmm. comes in. He said, "Yo, I know. You know, I know this happened. I apologize. I'm gonna handle it. You know what? I turn the guy over to you, and I start buying product from y'all. I want to make it right." What do you say? If not, 
I'm gonna kill you. Your family will be dead tomorrow. Right. Damn, bro. All right, cool. <laughs> he he dipped off. All right, I, All right. I thought it was a peace treaty. So he leave, but that's fair. Later on in turn, you fast forward to the end of the season when his man was, you know, was unfair, jumping on my people. My people want me to retaliate. I'm like, nah, we ain't about to start a war because somebody beat your ass. Like, right. let me talk to him. Talk to him. Hey, your man tripping. I also just, you know, I'm going to renegotiate prices. Nah, we ain't doing that. Leave if you don't want it. It's like, I can't even be nice to this nigga. Like, this nigga's forcing my hand. He, so, so you saying the yeah. game forced man boy to retaliate and get get? Because if if you if you would have been allowed to be the fair, when he retaliate, when did he retaliate? What I'm saying, when they when they killed your ass, you was coming back over there. Am I right? Nah, I was. He was ambitious. He was trying to figure out who the plug is. He was like, I want to meet the plug. How you gonna be a hustler and you don't want to you don't want to meet the plug? Franklin trying to meet the plug. Franklin met the plug. But that's Franklin. Yeah. See, that's... Man boy ain't allowed to be ambitious. Right. <laughs> See, the they game want man boy to, They want man boy to be a foot soldier. Yeah, yeah. Nah, but nah, nah. You, it was, but it was man, fun. But though. I'm saying, like, and then I saw you in uh, Nine Perfect Strangers. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm, I like that you're giving the the audience and yourself opportunities to swing the bat differently. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they, you don't have to be a bad guy in everything. But yeah. you could be but you a good bad motherfucker. Though. Thank you. You know, you know, that was the thing <laughs> I was intentional with too. So coming from comedy, mm -hmm. doing some silly stuff, goofy stuff, I'm like, what can I do to kill that persona? Because that ain't me. Like I was that was a character. It's probably the, one of the biggest stretches I'm doing, like walking down the street, bumping into a pole, and, oh, like because right. I'm entertaining the twelve year olds, you know what I mean? Right. Um so it was like if I could do this, something uh in a villain anti-hero type space, I kinda kill that persona. And since I got that, that's all I get cast for now. Bro, God damn. but listen, listen, man. You, 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 you and Terrence Howard, man. We do, we do, we holding it down the for best, the light skinned yeah, villains. Light skinned villains, man. <laughs> I remember, I remember one time I was doing, I was doing a uh, fast lane, and, and uh, Terrence Howard had came on, and he was playing a bad guy, man. And he was so into character. No, no, you don't understand what being in character is. He was immersed in character <laughs> that everybody was scared of him. <laughs> he never broke. He never broke he character. Never broke. He never broke doing do food, lunch, nothing. He stayed in the character the whole time. The girl that was acting with him just she wigged out. She thought he was crazy, crazy. He was like, man, I don't know why oh, this man. actress, man, is tripping, man. She tripping, I'm man. like, look at you though. <laughs> just look in the mirror and see what you look. Like. I be thinking, man. I think that's childish when people be doing that. It's like I respect everybody. Can you process. imagine? I'll give you I'll give you an idea of a bad guy that was bananas. Uh, there's a couple, but Heath Ledger as the Joker. Right. He when I say he bodied the Joker, uh, it's no words. Can down, you yeah, imagine yeah. if you had the scene with him as the Joker? Like for a minute there, you'd be like, yo, we cut, cut. Yeah. Cut, cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'ma say cut, because this motherfucker about to stab me with this pencil. Have you had a, a role that you think was too far and you decided not to go there or um, or something that you really, really wanted? Something that was, that, something I really, a role I really wanted? Mm -hmm. I mean, we um, all go for roles that we yeah, don't get. Yeah, but like, for sure. Shit, I've learned that if I don't get it, it ain't for me. Um, something I wanted, I got to see it and know if I still really wanted it, mm -hmm. but I wanted it for just to kind of add to my versatility belt. Um, is a movie coming out 
Um, soon it's called, uh, I ain't gonna say it right, uh, Chevalier is about the black Mozart. Mm -hmm. And um, he's like, his, his, his mom was a slave, his dad was a, a white uh, an Englishman or something, and it takes place in the 18th century. Mozart days would do white wigs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, that'd be dope to play uh, something different than what I've done before. Right. Um, I didn't, I didn't get it, but I'm excited to see it. Uh, but I like to do. I want to do so many different things. You um, will do it. You yeah, just yeah, need, yeah. You just need the time. It's, you know it's time. Yeah, and I'm, I'm patient, man. I'm patient, and and um, I've taken a, a great liking to writing, so I could just make it for myself. Yeah, bro. I mean, you, you, you actually a walking machine. And from hearing your story, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on Top Billing because I wanted you to inspire some of these young artists that's out here, you know, whether they're actors or actresses or music guys or music girls, whatever, that you can always step outside your zone and go for something. Because you yeah. never know, like, you would never know where it's going to land. Like, you literally left VA. So, like, you stumbled into Vine, right? Figured that out. You definitely are a problem solver. You figure mm -hmm. out what you want. You take the pluses and you get rid of the minuses and you keep it moving. That's a great quality to have that's, that you have naturally. Thank you. And um, that is a key to success because you're going to always figure something out for you. Yeah. And I'm glad that we you told the story of being happy. Because everybody thinks once you get money, you know, uh, you're going to immediately have every day's daisies and lilies and flowers and you're just happy and God, you're going to moonwalk to the ATM every day. Yeah. Um, money money not is not necessarily guaranteed happiness. It's, it's not. But people ain't going to listen until they get the money and yeah. they figure it out. <laughs> so, I, you know, I wish that for everybody to right. get enough money where you could realize it don't make you happy. Um but yeah, that's 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 true. And if you've been in that position, you know that to be true. It yeah. can alleviate a lot of stress. Right. But if your problems only come from a lack of money, you know how to solve them. But the problems that you have when you have money, it ain't that easily. It ain't that easy to solve them. You know, so it's, it it get deeper then. It get deeper. Yeah, more money, different problem. Now, right? as far as that, well, you you kind of touch based on an area that I really want to expand upon is like mental health, right? Yeah. And um, it's a, it's a huge issue in our community, um, especially with black men. Um, we have had so many tragedies, so many different levels of depression, so many different levels of mental health issues that go unaddressed. Mm -hmm. um, some are small, some are really, really heavy. I want to ask you, how were you able to say, I'm incredibly sad doing what everybody thinks I should be doing and be able to grab yourself out of that sadness or whatever was not fulfilling you and go in another direction? That's a hard turn for most people. Um, I've always been able to like look at myself in the mirror, mm -hmm. um, be self-aware. And also just uh, be aware of how I'm affected by other people. And using that stuff, I kind of just go to the drawing board when it comes to self-growth. Um, so if I'm doing something that's not making me happy, I look in the mirror and I'm like, why am I doing this? And a lot of times it's ulterior motives and a lot of times it's fueled by ego. And if that's the case, I try to kill it. You know what I mean? I try to cut it at the root. Um, and that's what a lot of social media is, is wanting to have that top video, wanting to be yeah, admired it's, by it's, the it's people. It's like a drug, wanting, man. It's a drug. It really is a drug. I would wake up, you know, 3, 4 in the morning to post a video because that's what time. Because then it get to the East Coast, 
six in the morning, and then people could, you know, it could have a full day, you know, a full, a full, ride. full, full <laughs> ride, and it's like so many things come with it where you just constantly on your phone, and you do get that dopamine rush when something's going good, and you do feel depressed when it's going bad. It, it really is an addiction, but realizing that it didn't make me happy is like, why am I doing it? All right, cool. Let me um, let me just try to figure out a way to to move that makes me happy. And I watch a lot of like, I, I love getting insight from people like yourself that's been here before and been doing it for a while. And it's never really about the work because the work is subjective. Some people, you know, the work is subjective. But how how you gain longevity and how you sustain your mental health throughout is what's important to me. Um, and I, I look at the Actors uh, Roundtable a lot. Um, is um, Actors Roundtable comes on. It's Hollywood Reporter, Actors Roundtable. Yeah. And they, they ask about the work, but they also ask about like things you would tell yourself or things you wish you knew. And the most common thing I see with most of you know, the OG actors is like, I wish I would have been happy. I wish I wouldn't have um, made happiness contingent on success. Oh, my God. It's the Waiting. worst. Yeah, and it's like, oh and I, I could see myself doing it. It's like a, it's, it's a human quality. Um, and it's like, cool, let me not make my happiness be dependent on gaining this because that whatever I'm that finish line is gonna continue to move. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like let me just figure out what's making me happy now, invest in that, and then let the work be something I do for additional pleasure, but not be my everything. So wow, now we like work that. I don't work at the, you know, four or five o'clock. I spend that time with my family because that's what really makes me happy. You know, I I give myself work hours. I don't work on the weekends, I just try to balance. Yeah, man, it's really, really hard um, that uh, that you, man, it's just a tough, because like, I'll give you an example. For me, I think when I was first coming up in the game, your, your, being on a show was your success. Yeah. And like, you know, for me, transitioning from MTV to come to Hollywood on an NBC deal was major. Mm -hmm. They was paying crazy. And I'm like, Network yo, rates. what? I was like, yo, I'm about to be on network TV going from being a VJ to this. And and it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Like, the money was there, but the, the, the thing that I thought was going to happen didn't happen right there. And I was like, oh, shit. Yo, I'm out here now. Like, I done came to L.A. and shit, and the show ain't work. I'm like, uh-oh, do I keep the money? Do I, <laughs> do I keep the money or whatever? But... I, I totally agree with you. And I think the thing that helped me find my happiness is my, my, my wife and my kids. Yeah, like, man. Like, like yep. I, had, I felt like my wife and my kids gave me something for me. Because the game, to me, it will just eat you up. Like, the game yeah. constantly pulls. The game, you're chasing, game you're you. pushing. But I always said that, I want to have something that the game can't take from me. Mm -hmm. And so I, I felt my balance in my family, right? Yeah. And so I can still work and hustle and do that. But like you said, I make time. And I'm glad that you're young enough to have that 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 knowledge or whatever epiphany because it will keep you from going crazy. <laughs> it, it will. It will. It, it grounds you, man. It and grounds it you, you, yeah. It gives you different purpose. Absolutely. It gives you different purpose. Your kids don't care about... You know, uh, what's on TV, especially at a younger age, they don't know about none of that. They want daddy to be there, you know, feed them and play play with them and, you know, that type of stuff. And then your significant other, she she wants you there. You know, all of that other stuff don't really mean nothing. I mean, it's great, but 
it's not it's not end all. I saw I saw a deal. clip that I thought was amazing because you know I, I'm a big big supporter of Black Daddy Magic because you know yeah. we don't never we don't never get no hey, we're no trophy we don't get no trophies you know you know being a father and a daddy you don't get no trophies man we we just be like well do something else you ain't you, you forgot you forgot the window is cracked you know so I saw you make. Um, this amazing thing in the yard for your son mm-hmm. like uh what it's like a jungle gym you made it by hand or something or yeah not not really because it looked like you you nice with the wood and I, the I, saw and I, all that i am i am i've done a lot of other You're stuff a carpenter too? something like that so like i said when i had the studio space <laughs> okay i didn't i didn't have the money to build out these offices but my sound guy knew how to you know he was an old country boy he knew how to do nice some, with it he knew how to do some stuff so I learned from him and we built the offices and I built all my sets. And um, so I learned the fundamentals of carpentry. Um, and then during pandemic, I just got a house. So it was a lot of stuff I wanted to do around the house and things were shut down. People was charging ridiculous prices. And like you said earlier- Watch Melvin go to work. I pride myself on being a problem solver. So I went to YouTube. I was like, how do I do this? But that, that jungle gym outside, um, it comes. It comes like all of the pieces. Now it was a bitch to put together. Right. But yeah, I, I put it together rather than hiring somebody. But no, nah, the pieces are like pre-cut and stuff. But yes. I've done other stuff. I built like a theater and decks and basketball courts. And this other is stuff what I'm saying, stuff. man. Yeah. You, a, bro, you a utility man, man. Hey, man. You ain't gonna nobody gonna box hey, you in, bro. I if the world you. come to an end, <laughs> nobody good. hiring us to act. We gotta, you know, what I mean, we gotta be of some service to the world. Ain't nobody, you know what I mean, going to the theater in the post-apocalyptic world, but I'm going to be building something. But you'll be out here, be, yo, yeah. man, I, if you need a jungle gym, Melvin got you. I'm going to start a colony. <laughs> you can build a colony. I'm going to start a colony. I'm going to be the president because I'm building stuff. Yeah. What's, what's, what's <laughs> I'm going to turn a man boy in a zombie world. <laughs> That's great. My man said, I'm going to be out here selling wood, man. And it's so funny wood. that you talk about, like, because the pandemic, the pandemic made everyone be on the same playing field at the same time. Because everything stopped. It wasn't no movies, like you said. You couldn't, you know, couldn't flex on Instagram, really. Well, you can't say you was in Dubai unless you was already there because you couldn't get out the country, yeah. right? So during that time, what did you, what, what was the most valuable lesson or valuable thing that you keep with you moving forward from, from the pandemic? Um... I guess I would say the time I spent with my family. Yeah, I was lucky in a sense though. So when pandemic hit, I just bought a house, and I had a I bought a house on I got a house on Valentine's Day. Pandemic hit in like March. Mm-hmm. My baby was born in May. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing snowfall. Snowfall got on hiatus. I don't know sometime before May, April or something, maybe February. Um, but then I did Nine Perfect Strangers. So in July we went to Australia to shoot Nine Perfect Strangers. So I was in Australia for six months. And then high pandemic there. So I was good. I was able to work out into the world, no mask. My kid could see people's expressions and I'm just focusing on, you know, him, my fiance. So that part of the pandemic, the early part of the pandemic was different. But then when I came back home, you know, I had to kind of adjust to the world, was especially crazy? not being a ma- having a mask. Yeah, it was like, uh, we were more so cautious than anybody else because people had got used to it here. It was already here for six months. So after a while, it was like, all right, man, I ain't really... I ain't really tripping like that. But we just came out from Australia coming back into it. So it was like, we were super guarded. Anytime we had somebody at the house, we was doing like COVID tests. Yeah, I was, it was doing yeah, that. Yeah, I had, the, I had the home test. I would have the nurses come to the house if I had any type of event. Um, and it was just, and it, 
I'm like a hypochondriac. If I think it could go wrong, I mean, if it could go wrong, I think it's going to go wrong. Right, so right. I, I be wanting to, you know what I mean, check all the boxes off. Um, but if I was able to spend so much time, you know, with my family, so. Yeah, that, 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 that was actually one of the most beautiful things about it was just, you know, being present. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Where you could just just really kick it with your kids and like, you know, you really wasn't going nowhere really. Yeah. So y'all had to know each other and kind of like each other a little bit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got, mm -hmm. I got, I felt like I learned my kids better in those, what, in 10 months than they whole life. Yeah. Cause I was with them every day. I said, how I know you lying? <laughs> I know you lying. <laughs> I know a good lie now. You know, yeah. so it was it was definitely um, a valuable time for me as well. And now next, what what are you looking for moving forward? Like, what would uh, be a nice little something that you could do? The Melvin Gregg story, keep adding pieces. Um, like I said, I've been heavily writing mm -hmm. right now. Uh, I got I got two brief features, a pilot. I had an HGTV type show in the works, mm -hmm. but then. It might have just got cut in his last Google, his last Google employee cut. My point person got fired, so Fling! we gonna figure out what happened. That's why you can't. That's why you can't attach your happiness to success out here. Oh my god, it's fickle. But like I know that. So when it happened, I was like, all right, cool. I'm sorry you lost your job. That's more of my concern than the show. Whatever. Right. Um. But yeah, yeah. I got projects. Um. I want to do one of the projects. I don't want to. I wrote it. I don't want to be in it. Uh, I just want to direct it. Uh, I think it'd be a, a great project for me to, you know, direct. And then I have a, a rom-com that uh, I wrote that I'm excited to do. So, yeah, yeah, a good step away from the bad guy. Yeah, role. you can go back to to the bad guy. I do. I love I love a villain role. Um, but, yeah, you just got to diversify. You can't stay in one box too long. At one point, I was a basketball guy. I was doing every basketball <laughs> movie that, you know, required. I don't know why Hollywood is like that. You do... If you do one thing really good, they every time the basketball athlete, yeah. good looking you're guy, the go -to. you go to you the go to. You go and it's cool. I like people talk about being typecasted. You typecasted, you being casted. Do that until you can you do something enough, you know, <laughs> you got enough clout where you could transition that into maybe you doing an indie film, but because you then got clouded out in the basketball space, they let you do something else. So it's like typecasted is casted. You go run with it until you could do something else. So that's what I, like I did. That. Bad guy now, you know, I'm do, do some wrong. I want to do more comedies, though. Comedy bro, space you is funny, wide open. bro, man. Thank you, thank bro, you, thank just, you. Just save some roles for me, because I'm still funny. Nah, for sure, don't play, man. Don't play no games, man. No Melvin, question. Because I see you coming, you gangster. You you got the man boy goddamn attitude mixed with some <laughs> comedic flavor. I, and you and you and you're a carpenter, too? I'm a carpenter, You might man. build your own movie set and everything. I build a whole set, you know, <laughs> cut down costs. <laughs> He make a whole a $25 million movie for 15000 15000 You don't need nobody. Got your own. <laughs> you shoot everything on the phone. Should take five <laughs> years to make. <laughs> I got one for you. So on, on, on our show, Top top Billing, we, all, we always ask our guests. Uh, this section of the show is called All Facts, All Facts. We ask a question and you give us all facts. Tarek, should we hit him? Should we hit him with it? Let's hit him with it. All right, y'all. Top billing off facts for Melvin Gregg. Melvin, you get to be directed by three of your favorite directors of all time. Mm -hmm. Who would they be and why? I've been lucky to work with some great directors so far. Mm -hmm. um, I want to do a Tarantino film. Ha! Q in the building. I Gotta love, have I love, it. I love dialogue and I love I love the violence too. Mm -hmm. Um 
It's good. It's a lot of good directors out there, boy. Shoot your shot. You never know. You might talk it into happening. I you know. My recollective memory is bad. Um, Spielberg, just because it's Spielberg, man. Like, he's he's a genius in it, too. Uh, what about action? You don't want to go no action? I do want to go action, man. If I'm going action, I want to say Christopher Nolan. But long as it ain't like no too crazy stuff, like you know what I mean. That last one was a lot. Tenet, yeah, that was too much. But I love Interstellar. Yeah, um, right. Guy Ritchie, maybe. Yeah, get, get that, that. He got he got style. I like. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like. He like style. Let me be one of those uh, French Pikeys or something. Not French was uh, British Pikeys or whatever. Like yeah, yeah Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, something, yeah. Like, something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got one. I got three. All right, I'm gonna give you an easier one, cause you you could cause you you could be a, you know you a leading man too. You know what I mean? You, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I mean we gotta say we gotta say what it is. So I'm gonna give you three uh three of your co-stars. You get it all facts. Three you get to pick for your next three projects. Who you gonna work with? Mm. Yeah, get your weight up. Get your weight up, ladies, ladies, ladies. All the actresses out in Hollywood. Melvin is putting you on his list. Let's go. All facts. Three co-stars. Different, different types to, of movies. You can be able to cut this up? Yeah, we can cut all it right, up. Right, um. <laughs> we'll cut it. Pick something good, man. Don't play with your 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 uh your movie star career. You gotta have a co-star that you, I know, man. Morris Chet Morris Chestnut always got a, a, he a stallion got with list? him. He got yeah, his list. Yeah, he do. He do. He, he always keeps oh. stallions. Uh who else? Uh Michael Ely. Killing them every time you see Mike. I think it's the green eyes or the blue eyes. I don't know what color his goddamn eyes is, <laughs> but he always have a beautiful girl with him. And then we Wesley Snipes taught me this: you got to put it in the contract that the co-star be bananas. Yeah. Bananas. So you got to put it in your contract. Man. You ain't got. You got to have at least two. Come on now, it, you Melvin Gray. It, it won't. It won't be for those reasons though, man. I'm a. I'm a go artist. By, go it, by artistry. It, yeah, 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 yeah. By artistry. I'm but a, I'm but a niggas big, don't want to hear that. I know they don't, <laughs> man. They want to know who I think the baddest one is. Who the baddest bitch in the game? That's that's what niggas want to hear. Shit, now you can do the artist man. shit because you, you know I know yeah. you, got your, you got your lady at <laughs> um, home. We not trying nah, to mess she, up the crib. Just go by talent based on talent. Let's go by talent. Jesus Christ, the most boring answer ever. I know, man. Jesus Christ. Don't, don't even go. know. I I love uh, Nicole Bahari as an actress. Okay, I think she's amazing. Okay, okay. Um, One, boom. You want me to help you? Yeah, Damn. throw them out there for me. I throw you one. Uh, what? I can't say no. You could say me no. when I'm like nah. Now nah, you could say no, but I'm gonna throw you like actresses right now that's really really cooking that like could be in a rom com or be you know uh, an accomplice to you in an action joint. Uh, let's go. What about uh, Margot Robbie? She just did Babylon. She played. Oh, Margot she, Robbie's a beast. She's a she's beast. A, she's she's bananas. That's, banana. the, that's bananas. the Will Smith route. Yeah, she's like. Woof. That's the Will uh, Smith route. Uh, another actress that I know. You know, that, Will always got like a, a white girl or a Spanish girl in his movies. Yeah, he got. He say the world. That's how he make it uh, internationally appealing. Yeah, yeah, I said, oh, this the Will formula, huh? <laughs> See, you be figuring out everything. I said, oh, oh, that's how you get it. He, every time he saved the world. With either a white girl or a Spanish, somebody that's not black to make it not a black movie. Right, I right. Said, oh, I see what you're doing I got here, Will. <laughs> I see what you're doing. You always saving the world and end up lonely. All right. He don't have, because he, he can't yeah, have nobody in the new always, world. Yeah, he's lonely. He's a, <laughs> deep down, he's always a lonely man. But it's a surface level relationship that he try to find some value in. 
Um, if it's not a woman, it's a dog uh, <laughs> or a robot. A robot. <laughs> a robot. Or Martin. Oh, Martin, I give him. Him and Martin. Him and Martin. Okay. I'll give you one more. Let me get. I gave you Margot Robbie. She's on fire. She killed it. Uh, you know who else I love that is comedic and, and a bomb actress as well? Regina Hall. I love Regina. She Regina could do everything. She's like she to me. She is the. Uh, Oh, what would be the the male counterpart of of Regina? Of Regina is hard. It's man. hard because she can play serious comedy. Yeah, Taraji as I, well. I, I would have said Regina, but I just worked with her. So oh, you already I, did. Yeah, I, now I'm perfect stranger. So I thought you meant like people I hadn't worked with. But nah, Regina family like she babysit my kid type family. Yeah, good people. Um, yeah, and I I, w- I would love to do a, a project with her. But yeah, I thought you know we were talking about people. But what about somebody with. like you haven't worked with like um. Uh, let's see. Saldana, what about her? Zoe Saldana. Zoe, yeah, yeah. She could. She what, what color? She could be red. She's been every color. Yeah. Let's make her red in this one. Yeah. She was blue. <laughs> she was green. They made her black for the wind joint. <laughs> she been every color. She been every color and, and smashed at all of them, except yeah. for when she was Nina Simone when they made her black. Right. Other than that, <laughs> she been killing it. Hey man, can you relax? <laughs> How we gonna ignore it like it ain't happening? But nah, she's hey, a beast. She's, she's Avatar. A, come on, two billion. Come on now. Throw me an Avatar. Paint me blue. You, I got dreads. She's already is perfect. You you good? <laughs> James Cameron put him on my director list. James, um, how you not gonna say James Cameron or Michael Bay? I t- my recollective memory when I say that is like do you smoke? Stuff. Do you smoke? Weed? I don't smoke. You don't. This is just a natural high you have. Cause you look like you used to smoke at one point. Damn, <laughs> I guess, man. Uh, <laughs> Like, shit. Ah, shit. Oh, what does that look like? You like a retired smoker, nigga. Your lips multicolor. <laughs> yeah. Um when your lips purple, you used to smoke. You know, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. When it got right weed, down to the weed bottom. Fuck me up. Right. It's like I've I've Yeah. Um I don't even remember what we was talking about. Man, listen, bro, that's cause you back in the day when you was smoking weed, all them brain cells got fried. I did. And I you, was never you, smoking. you never smoked? I've smoked, but I've never I hated it. It's like every time I smoke, I regret that I did it. Like, why the fuck I do this? <laughs> Sober up. <laughs> Sober up. Like, it's, it's bad. Uh, I think it's because I'm so, like, analytical in a sense. Like, I'm always in my head. I was talking to my mom about this earlier. I'm never really, I'm present in the moment. Okay. But it's partially autopilot a lot of the time. So, if you ask me to, you know, pull back something that happened, I probably wasn't really there. Physically, I was there. I don't want this to sound hella meta. But, right, like, right. my brain wasn't. 100% in a moment, so I might not be able to recollect this memory as easy as possible. So do you, um, will you know you was on top billing? Will yeah. You, 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 you know. And then, now, three years, <sighs> you ain't I'm even. like, damn, I was on top <laughs> billing, right? Damn. Are you going to remember, are you going to remember all these funny moments or did you say how many colors Zoe Saldana was? That's that's a that's a classic funny moment on top Thank you. Um, I, I never I and, and Will nah, can never love won't. anybody but animals he, he, and, and Spanish he can. and white chicks. He just know the formula. He know the formula to success. He know success. the formula, man. He, uh, he's smart. I was looking at that formula. I gotta. I can't go straight to that formula, though. Right. You see he had, he had Vivica Fox first. You know, yeah, you yeah. got to... I can't do. I gotta have my black woman for at least three, four projects before I kind of venture out. So they're like, we know what he's doing. He's trying to get the bag, but we know where his home is. Yeah, I gotta. 
Hey, Set everybody. The stage. Hey, listen, I want to thank you so much for making time to kick it with me, bro. Of course, man. And for our audience to get to know a very talented brother that knows how to figure it out, that knows how to chase a dream, how to get it back, and be happy at the same time. That's a Appreciate blessing, bro. That, man. God love, bless you. Love. Only on top billing, Melvin Gregg, everybody. Make sure you follow him on all his social media platforms and make sure you check out season six of. Snowfall! Yeah. He got the script, but he won't let us know what it is. I ain't gonna read it. Peace. <laughs>